All we do is float to seven is the address. Until you forget some shit. You're like, damn it, I wanted to say that. You know, we got to write shit down. We get old. For sure. All right, let's start it off. All right, uh, this episode of the BZ Podcast, we sit down with Ade Cruz, author of STFU, It's Your Spirit Talking, um, a very insightful and relatable book about connecting with your higher self. So we'd like to just welcome you to the podcast, brother. How you doing? What up? I am fantastic. Yes, thanks for coming on. So happy to have you here. So how did y'all meet? Can Can you recap that? Yes, yes, yes. It was a long summer day. <laughs> um, As all good stories start. Yes. I was doing one of my many hustles, driving for Lyft. Was it an Uber or a Lyft? It was a Lyft. Okay. Oh, you was, both? Oh, you set tripping. Yeah, yeah. I, um, <laughs> You know, Uber tries to box you out at 12 hours. I like to push my body. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like you. to push my body. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> so, um, driving for Lyft and uh, that's this much it. eccentric <laughs> woman gets in the car and we start talking about. I don't know what, how the conversation started, you started but I, started with I like to I like Cardi to, uh, or Nikki. Cardi or Nikki. That's how you started. I yeah, said yeah. Nikki. Oh, yeah. You know what? Because I think Cardi had just said something. Yeah. That uh, everybody was talking about, probably. So yeah, I asked her Cardi or Nikki. I I I asked everybody Cardi or Nikki. I'm a Nikki fan, so I. I but I love <laughs> Cardi too. Like I mean, yeah. you gotta have respect for the queen. Right? Yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah, I asked her okay. Cardi or Nikki. I think she said. I think you said Nikki. I did say Nikki. Nikki, Nikki. Yeah, yeah. But I you said, said I said I have a love right? hate. No, no, no. I like newer Nikki. Okay. Um, but uh, I said I have a love hate relationship with Cardi. Like, I don't mind her, but she just needs to shut up sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think that's uh, all. It's a she has an advantage because of her uh, transparency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so then that led to you asking, "Do I read?" And I said yes. And then you told me, "Hey, check out this book." And I'm like, "Shit, sure." Yeah. So I, I have like that. I have two approaches. I fill the person out first. And I think, okay, can I just do a direct sell? Can I, mm-hmm. you know, think about all the things that they like just by their conversation? And can I attack them with my book and tell them that it's my book? Mm-hmm. Or I take the other approach, which I think I did with you. And I was like, yeah, check out this book. It's a recommendation. Like, it's not even my own. <laughs> that's smooth though because a lot of times somebody try to push their own thing on you you kind of side out of you like, eh. probably could yeah. feel off of me the way i was answering the questions like uh let me go from the side on this one because i seem like i'm a pretty <laughs> cynical person yeah the title so usually like... gets people when i talk about it they laugh and once they laugh i know i got them where i want them <laughs> word word uh it's funny because um Shortly after we spoke about you on the previous podcast, Lur Stevens hit me up and told me he went to school with you. So yes, it's a small world. Yes, small world, I went man. to Chad. I went to oh, Charter nice. High School for Architecture and Design. I was supposed to be an architect like my grandfather, but that mm-hmm. never happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask, where are you from originally? So is it Philly? Or? Yes, yes, I am okay. from West Philadelphia born and raised (laughs) (laughs) 
And I know that you did leave the city. You said you're out in Cali for a bit. So yep. did you pretty much grow up in Philly and then leave out to Cali or was there some back and forth? Yeah, I grew up in Philly. And when I was 22 or 23, I um I left. I was doing some small performances around the city. I was signed. Well, I would say I was... Yeah, I was running around with Charlie Mack. I don't know if you knew you y'all know who Charlie Mack is, but anyway, I was running around the city with Charlie Mack and um he had me in this group and we were doing like Made in America and all types of shows around the city. And um my ego started tripping because I don't know, you know, at that time I was trying to figure out who I was as an artist. And where I was in that state of mind wasn't getting me to where I thought I should be. So I was like, you know what? I can curse right. No, yeah, go on. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. You know, I I should be doing this. Like I remember actually having a conversation with him and I was like, Man, you got me on these shows with Gilly the Kid. Man, fuck Gilly the Kid. And I, you know, I, was, I, was, I was, um, I love Gilly, but it just, it, yeah, yeah, it wasn't, it you know, I wanted to be like the rap version of Jason Derulo. Like, I don't, okay. I, don't I don't know if mm-hmm. that makes sense, but mm-hmm. I was very heavy into synth pop mm-hmm. and I didn't feel like my ideas or vision was being reflected in that moment. And um, that that led to me uh, just just pretty much leaving. I mean, beforehand, I had a, I had an option to, you know, do the time with the group we had. We had a song spinning on Power Ninety Nine. It was called Instagram That. Um, mm-hmm. I think like Cuts was playing it and. Uh, Kev. Kev was playing it. Yeah, Kev was playing it. And mm-hmm. I think Cuts was spinning it at the time. Okay. I'm not sure. I can't really remember. It was it was like it was it was a couple years ago. But um yeah, it was popping. Everything everything was really popping. So my my head was big. Yeah. How's it feel to um like as an artist, it has to be frustrating like performing something you don't feel like you're connecting with? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Has to be really difficult doing that. Yeah, um You know it's weird like it's it's not like I everybody connects to their art at some period. Uh-huh. Or you or you won't make it. You know like I do hear the argument that oh man I just don't connect with this anymore. I mean it's because you outgrew it, but you did connect with it at a period of time. You know, um, sometimes spiritually you can grow faster than what you're expecting, like physically. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's what happens with artists. Like they be growing spiritually fast and then they it's, there's this disconnect with their work. Right. And yeah. Sense. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's, that's what was happening with me. It's not like I wasn't all in. I was I was definitely all in. Uh huh. Is that when you decided to pick up and leave? No, I, uh, it was a hot summer 
Uh, I got into a car accident. Uh, I was doing beats for a local artist. And after the video shoot, me and my best friend driving home. uh, And we got rare ended. Yeah, we got rare ended. And <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. It, yeah, it was a minute ago. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, no, so yeah, we ran it. Got the settlement money, and then he was like, "Yo, bro, like, what are you trying to do?" And we were going to go to Vegas, and that really didn't happen. So mm-hmm. we ended up moving to LA after that. Okay. All right. Um. So your book starts kind of with a dedication to your daughter. Yes. Um, how much of a how much of being like a, a new father inspired you to write this? Oh, that's a deep question. Yeah, we we going there. <laughs> Let's just jump right into it. Yeah. Uh... Was there any was there any type of anticipation that like somewhere down the line she might or or children might need this later on in the future? Is this something that you feel like is lacking in this present moment with some of the self help? stuff that you're seeing yeah. that you wanted to tackle. Yeah, for sure. I wanted to make something that was digestible. Um, I read the last book I read was uh, Choose Yourself by James Altucher. And the audience that I wanted STFU to appeal to, they wouldn't read that book that I just read. So I wanted to make something that the urban demographic could feel on a level like oh man it's it's one of us it's one of our books you know mm-hmm. yeah. Right. yeah my daughter had an influence for sure but not as much as people like to lead on like i'm 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 a regular father he wasn't holding her up so for those who have not yet read it how would you describe it to our listeners and like what was your motivation for writing it yeah it's a it's a journey of self-discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not only my journey. From what I'm seeing, the value that I'm adding, it's a piece of everyone's journey. Right. Everyone can like see themselves in the book, which is very fucking hard to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I was actually kind of shocked at the response. Mm-hmm. Did you go in it with any type of like a results like looking for any type of results or looking for any type of response to it like what what was your initial going into it was it like goal-based you know yeah um no it wasn't goal-based because i wrote the whole thing in two weeks okay yeah that's gonna be my next question like how long did it take you yeah i woke up and i wrote it and i tried to let spirit guide me right um because that's the whole premise of the book Mm -hmm. and i felt like i would be bullshit they're doing like you know a disservice if i didn't 100 percent let spirit guide me in writing the book mm-hmm. um, but i did it in steps i did a whole uh instagram run campaign and kind of broke it up so some of the content that you might see on my ig page is similar to the content that is in the book mm-hmm. okay follow me so- on ig 
<laughs> yeah, at yourself. At yourself. <laughs> yeah. But uh, all right, so there you go. There you go. So in the book, you had mentioned that you grew up with more or less two religions. Yes. So what was that experience like? And <laughs> do you think being exposed to multiple ideology ideologies yes. is beneficial? Yeah, I think so, because I'll, I'll answer your last question first. Mm-hmm. I think so, because it gives you the free range to discover new possibilities because right. it's not so uh, driven on one direction, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely had a lot of internal conflict, though. Like, I would be trying to pray and make Ramadans, but fucking bitches on the side. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, you know... That's a lot. That's a lot to live up to. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, like yeah, there's a big expectation. You be kind of getting pulled in both directions. And yeah. then like when you're praying to Jesus, like do you feel like you like backsliding on on a lot? Like it's <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to you know meet my five o'clock prayer, and I'm right. knee deep in some pussy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think it's interesting because you know, like I grew up in a Christian household, mm-hmm. and there really wasn't any kind of like open mindedness of when it comes to other teachings, like uh, anything other than the Bible is the devil or like anything that you might be able to pull value out of and you might find curiosity to, you're kind of like thwarted away from it. So I think it it's kind of cool you grew up in that environment because you got exposed some more. Yeah, I, I, I went to church only to eat the chicken. I'm the done. chicken's banging at church. Like, yeah, I can't hold you. The chicken's real. Like, I, I, Fish I, fries, I get it. I get it. Yeah, like, <laughs> that was that was, that was was the highlight of going to church. Uh, that's, that's funny. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, back to the book. Like, I, I really like the, the let's get to the shits type of approach mm-hmm. that you have. Like, there's no lollygagging and there's no bullshitting or right. fluff or nothing like that. So, like... I feel like when you read some of these self-help books, um, would you categorize it that I don't want to keep calling it a self-help book if that's not what you call it? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Okay. Why not? It, <laughs> there's like this, you know, negative stigma around self-help. People need right. fucking help. Right. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's a book that you can apply at any point in your life. Uh, you know, it's not it's not one of those like I need to be here in this space types types of book, you know, like it's not. that. Yeah. I feel like there's like a, a thin line between like, you know, positive thinking and what like I would call the woo woo. Like you only <laughs> have like a limited amount of times that you can say like the universe or higher self before you lose some type of people. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. I hate those books. Yeah. So like. <laughs> Even though some of those phrases are phrases you use throughout the book, I think you did a good job of balancing them. Yeah. Uh, how conscious were you of like balancing that? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Very conscious. I'm a songwriter first, right? Okay. So I, I'm the way that I approach writing, um, the way that I approach the book was in a songwriting format. Um, I write and write out, and then. I'll write all the shit and it's like, oh, this doesn't make sense. And then I scale back. Uh-huh. So it's like you hearing a song on a radio 
and you know it's been compressed it's been eq'd it's been polished that's that's pretty much how i took that approach i just went in the booth and did what i did and then scaled back but very yeah. conscious of it i'm i'm like uh really big on putting words together just because of my background in songwriting you know mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna say were you ever worried about coming off as being like too preachy yeah for sure um, mm-hmm. but you can do that easily in a song too. And I think with me having that knowledge, you know, those songs you'd be like, ah, I don't know about this guy, man. Like he's just coming off the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Like very conscious of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that gave me the, I guess the advantage over someone who is trying to write their first book and, you know, just trying to get it out, trying to get it out, but don't know how to exactly or it just gets stuck in that process. Um, songwriting helped me a lot. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I feel like with songwriting, you have to, first of all, take something that's been talked about a million times before and right. find a new way to present it. And then second of all, you're working within the confines of song structure. I mean, there's there's a there's an art to music. So, like, there's really not a lot of room to have unnecessary shit. Like, I hate when, like, people, like, write music and you can tell there's, like, an unnecessary word in the bar. Like, <laughs> right, you could have right. just cut that word out and right. it would have flowed so much better. So, I can see how that gives you the upper hand. Yeah, that, that's, good, yeah that's, that's, good. that's something I learned really early on. I remember writing songs and my uncles would tell me, like, no, those words don't go together. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like, giving me so much insight and advice on the way words are supposed to blow out your mouth as far as syllables go and i apply those tactics to writing anything is music in your in your family you said your uncle so uh, like they're musicians as well um so okay the uncle that i'm talking about in particular was rapping at the time um but he doesn't you know he doesn't rap anymore but yes music is in my blood my uncle i have another uncle that that's uh that was a famous percussionist um Played with Jackson Five, Teddy Pendergrass, you know, Philadelphia International. Oh shit! Yeah, nice. won won Grammys and all that. Oh wow! So it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's in my blood. I'm like a a hair strand away from a Grammy. <laughs> 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 all right, so get get back to it. So we are in the information age of where everyone wants things boil down into a meme Mm -hmm. or you know 140 characters or less so do you think in your opinion does this help or hurt the overall message of higher self-awareness good question uh i think you know how like nowadays it's just kind of like a thing yeah just like everybody calls everything mercury retrograde and i'm like "Uh uh-huh (laughs) <laughs> always what that means but okay <laughs> yeah yeah like how yeah it's just all surface level and nobody's yeah. really doing the internal mm-hmm. work um yeah i can i can see how you can get lost for sure um there's so much information that yeah you can get lost but then also i mean it's it's up to you it's like okay there's just information on health and eating right and all this other stuff but i mean like who's going to do it like it's up to it, mm-hmm. it's really up to you it's i feel like it hurts and helps it's a 50 yeah. 50 like there's a right there's a common ground in everything 
Right. There's pros and cons. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, that it's also accessible to some people may never found out that information and they just so happen to stumble upon a meme. Right. And then they look deeper into that topic. Right. But then other people, you know, it's just like very shallow. Yeah, if you're so looking, I to guess get, I depend. Yeah, if you're if you're looking to get all your information from social media, then you already <laughs> lost. Yes. <laughs> Especially yeah. people just putting out bullshit. You don't, you don't see that half this bullshit I be saying. Yeah. That makes me go and look it up, and then immediately oh, be like, God, "Well, that's yeah. that's what's the, trash." What's the thing you saw the other day? I saw something. It was like Women a picture of like, yeah, yeah. It was what? like the first, yeah. It was like the first born, the first like, I don't know. It was like what people don't want you to know is that women were the first creatures ever created, and they had the ability to impregnate themselves with some sort of like gland that they have. Oh wow! Yeah. So I looked up the gland, and I was like, that's complete bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, anybody can write whatever. Yeah, I, try I, mean, to, I try not to fill my mind with those types of things. I, I feel like yeah. those extremist thoughts. Yeah, because <laughs> there's so much other shit that you can be worried about or just putting your focus into. And I, you know, I just try to keep my head down. I mean, I see it, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really. It doesn't register. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that kind of leads into the next thing I wanted to say. In your book, you speak about, you speak on blocking out the noise. Yeah. So why do you think that silence is so daunting to most people? And how do you go about blocking out the noise? I think when you sit along with yourself, um, it's, it's like being in solitary confinement. You kind of go, can go crazy. I had a friend that was in solitary that actually came out crazy. Like, mm. uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he called me one, one night and just was saying like the most random stuff. And I was like, bro, are you okay? Like, you know, just trying to extend my arm a little bit, but I feel like people are in fear of tapping into that realm. So, you know why why would you want to sit with yourself is the question mm-hmm. do you think people's like uh I, I feel like people are a lot more aware than we may think they are yes yes and, and actually not because you but what yeah what i was going to say about my friend that is crazy is he crazy or did he just tap fully in mm-hmm. and he couldn't handle it yeah right. you know yeah. that's that's really the that's really the question like is he completely sane and you know spending too much time alone can convert you to the other side if you aren't spiritually there to handle what's to come after that right this is true yeah um yeah i think people are a lot more aware and and them being aware of it it's like an avoidance behavior because they know they can't run from it there's nothing to distract them. There's no phone there. There's no TV to put on. And you're really just alone with your thoughts. And that's when the stuff comes up. Why is everybody running? Right. What, what, what's, what's going on with our culture where everybody's running? Like, it, what are you running from? I mean, life happens. Experiences happen. And you just deal with it. You deal with it and you create out of it. Um, if you look around everything creation is art art is creation right mm-hmm. what why are you so afraid of whatever it is that's going on in your life and 
the creation that happens after the process. Why are you in fear of that? Comfort zone. <laughs> right. Yeah, comfort. Being coddled. Do you think that it's running? Do you think it's running or could you make an argument that it's distracted? Hmm. Meaning there's so much stimuli. Yeah. There's so much like people used to just be able to sit down in the grass. I remember being young and just looking up at the sky for a couple of hours. But now as you yeah. get older, there's so many things that take away from that. There's you start, you know, the job, the mm -hmm. social media. We was talking about on the podcast before this, talking about how I need to learn how to put my damn phone down. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, I think it comes down to self-control, self-awareness, too. Um, it, nothing's stopping anybody from looking at the sky. This is true. I feel like everybody's like, oh, I can't look at the sky. And we're just using the sky as the reference. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't have time to look at the sky. Then you just, you're like, you're telling yourself that. It's right. as simple as you make it and as complicated as it gets. Mm -hmm. True. So, yeah. Oh, like the second part of my question. So how do you go about blocking out the noise? Yeah. He's just going to say, just do it. <laughs> yeah well, for, some, for people who people who need you know what i yeah, mean tips of, or ideas yeah. like if this is something that they're not you know accustomed to yeah um first i would focus on what the noise is i like it what, what is the noise what's going on is it you know your boss at your nine to five that you hate is it your teachers is it your peers what is the noise? What is the focus? What is it that you want? And why are you stopping yourself from proceeding? Then once you identify the noise, buy some earbuds. <laughs> <laughs> In your book, you say something along the lines of like silence is when your higher self speaks to you. Mm -hmm. And I really like that because it wants your undivided undivided attention. Definitely. So, um, sometimes that voice in your head is your ego talking, oh, what yeah. I find. So how do you differentiate the two? How do I know when it's the ego talking or the higher self talking? Got you. Because my ego be hella persuasive, son. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's, so is mine. I think um, <sighs> ego is selfish. That's the first way to identify if ego is talking. Self-serving. Yeah, self-service, which is not a bad thing. You know, people are people have it in their mind like, oh, ego is bad, ego is bad. There is positives to the ego. Your higher self comes and it gives you ideas not only for self-service, but to help others. And it's usually, mm -hmm. you usually can see those ideas manifest itself into the service of others that's really the biggest difference from what i see so when you say ego is good at, and give me an example or give or give our listeners an example of when the ego can be something good because you hear mm -hmm. especially when you hear or when you read into self-help and you dive a little deeper a lot of what's being said is you have to eliminate ego period yeah there's no room for ego so that's kind of contrary to what you usually see. Yeah, I, I don't agree. I don't agree. Um, first of all, ego and self-esteem go hand to hand. They're like best friends. You know, you can you can kind of 
you can box yourself out by being too positive. You can be so optimistic that you're you floating on a cloud like life doesn't actually exist. Um, there was one point to where I submerged myself into self-help and I was so far in, you know, just so far down the rabbit hole of self-help that I was a walking dandelion. Like, oh, you know, nothing's <laughs> <laughs> happening. Life yes, is good. Yep. <laughs> that, but, and those people get on your nerves, you know. Like, yeah, it's like uh, life is not always fucking good. There's nope. some serious issues happening within yes. the community, outside of the community. Um, you need a little bit of ego to, you know, LeBron and uh, I would who, 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 who just got drafted to the Lakers? Zion. Yeah, yeah. You need, you need, you need. I'll, I'll use a different example. You need your ego and your self esteem to be like Kobe and Shaq. You know, <laughs> um, I got you. just that team to get you up in the morning. And do what you got to do. I I don't see. I don't. I I do hear that argument a lot. Like, oh yeah, ego is bad. It's not totally bad. It's not. It's. Mm-hmm. it's is anything really totally that's bad? Like everything has to be in balance. That's the whole concept yeah. of yin and yang. Polarity and stuff <laughs> like that, right? Yeah, I mean, you won't know the good without the bad. Yeah, because your self your self esteem doesn't exist without the ego. Mm-hmm. it just doesn't like period don't let anybody else tell you that like it just mm-hmm. you need you need it you need to be like i can do this i'm confident enough to do this and sometimes uh, self-service is the way to helping others mm-hmm. i like you know what? i really liked how you touched on um <laughs> sorry guys for the noise uh, <laughs> I liked how you touched on uh, forgiving your parents and how you made a point to speak about that because I feel like especially when you get to this age yeah. not sure how old you are but I'm assuming you're around the same age as us Yeah. Um, you know that really becomes a thing because you know you're just constantly holding on to the things that they did like they're not people just like us yeah I, and it's like just because you have a kid nothing changes you're still the same person trying to figure shit out yeah actually to go back on your earlier question more so than the book my daughter inspired me to forgive oh yeah same with my son yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 yeah she nest because i'm like oh i'm still fucking up yeah 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 exactly <laughs> like you you see the process and then you start identifying what happened you know like Mm -hmm. you have a timeline like now you have a walking living timeline right next to you Mm -hmm. like oh okay this is what was going on during that period yeah and wherever you are spiritually and mentally you you got to think damn where was my parents at like were they were they here and if they wasn't (laughs) where you at like imagine the you know what the decision that they had to make during that time, like, what would your right. parents would have did without the knowledge that you have? Mm-hmm. You know, so we, sometimes we uh, give them, we put the pressure on them too much. Right. And I feel like, um, I mean, I don't know how you guys' relationships are with your fathers, but I feel like in general, most people have some sort of strain with their dads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, other day I was meditating and I just kind of had a moment where I'm just like, shit i should be praying for my father <laughs> like you know you hold on to so many things and it's like 
you don't really expect to need to like shower them with that type of energy yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean and especially with the dads so it's always kind of like well fuck that nigga like, <laughs> so yeah like, i think i think dads get that energy yeah, so much they and they probably need the it more fuck so that nigga energy yeah, you, know, you always have that <laughs> soft spot for mom no matter what with your mom you always kind of more so have a soft spot than your father yeah and i'm just like damn i think the dads might need this energy a bit more yeah, you know i mean when you do have a kid and you start you start making comparisons from yourself to your father or especially with men. It's like, mm-hmm. well, damn, he wasn't doing this and I'm doing this. And you, right. then you start to develop that, man, fuck that nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, <laughs> you start to develop that. Like, yo, he wasn't doing this. He wasn't taking me into accountability. And like, he wasn't thinking like this and like that. Yeah, so you start to develop kind of resentment. And mm-hmm. I understand it. Like I went through it. Um, you just really got to learn from the mistakes. I think you yeah. got to use the mistakes and flip it as a positive. Right. Yeah. And also understand that like sometimes people are doing the best they could. They're they're improving mm-hmm. upon their their parents. Yeah. Or yeah. trying to. Yeah. And the best that you can do is improve upon your situation. And once you once you your little one who's running around in the back grows up, pretty sure when she grows up she's gonna have gripes. About the parenting style, <laughs> right? There's always and gonna it's be just, something. Yeah, there's always gonna be something, <laughs> right? And then but at least it won't just, be nothing we went through. Yeah, right. I mean, we. How long ago was slavery? Right. Yeah. You know, like we're we're not so far removed, but Mm-mm. you know, we still learning. Like, <laughs> yeah, everybody, definitely, everybody's still learning. Like, we still catching up. That's why I was so impressed with your book, because I feel like it's a major turning point that's going on, especially with our generation raising children and instilling these different types of, you know, ways of thinking into them and just how they should be um, not so oppressed. Yeah. You know, Um, so that's why I just I was so impressed. And I feel like it's so important uh, to continue this type of, you know, knowledge that's being passed around. I think so, too. I think you give you got to give this generation pieces of knowledge to consume in a timely manner because of how fast <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely you know information is being spit out mm-hmm. every day um and you got to do it in a cool way that's another thing like a lot of people ask me about writing and how do I do this and how do I do that do it in a cool way there's um this thing I learned along the way, the seven C's of songwriting. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe it's, you gotta, it gotta be cool, cool, catchy, uh, consistent, clear, clever, concise, and I think concept conceptual mm-hmm. yeah nice so oh and conversational i think it's conversational so that might be eight that might be an additional one that i added <laughs> um yeah and i i think if you apply that to any anything that you're working on creatively mm-hmm. you'll be all right that's dope so like now that you're, you're telling me your approach i really can see your approach to to writing the book 
stems from your approach to writing music. I can really uh, see yeah, all the how way. certain things. Yeah, I can really see how it's putting together. One of the things that I enjoyed a lot was um, the concept that your ideas are love letters from your higher self. Yeah, that was a cool one. I woke up on a Tuesday and wrote that. <laughs> yeah, you feel good, right? Yeah. You feel good when you get one of those bars off. Yeah, it was definitely a bar. Bars, right? <laughs> so I, I think it's cool because we, we look at ideas just as these like floating things that come and go. And then uh, we, we do get attached to our ideas, but we don't really water them and cultivate them as if it is kind of like a romantic relationship. Right, 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 right. You have to have so, sex with your ideas. Yeah, so I, I love your son. When I say that's a bar, like I love that idea that, you know, your ideas are relationships and they should be something that you should be working as hard for those as you are in the physical realm with your girlfriend, your wife, your husband, your, your whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but, yeah. Because, you know, like your ideas burn out just like any relationship. And sometimes you grow apart from your ideas. You be like, you know, what? I just don't see that the same way that i do anymore that i used to right um it's the same it's literally the same and if you treat it as you do your relationships and some people suck at relationships so you see why (laughs) (laughs) you know we're in the state that we're in that's yeah i love that love that all right so god we should have gathered some questions all right so it's good i got some time (laughs) <laughs> what <laughs> advice would you give people who feel like they have spiritually plateaued? Figure out what you want to do in the next week. Write it down and apply each tactic daily. Every day you're going to see progress and continue to see progress, continue to see progress. And you're like, oh man, you know what? It's not working. But if you lose a pound a day, that means you lost 30 pounds in a month. Right. And that's how I look at life. Just, it's all cumulative. Mm-hmm. It's not like this, this, yeah, I got to drop 50 in a day. <laughs> right. It, it's, right. It's not that. Mm-hmm. And we don't Just look like at breaking it down. Yeah, we to don't. Smaller increments. Yeah, we don't look at the greats like that. Like we look at, the overall like we look Body at of work. michael jackson we don't look at off the wall we look mm-hmm. at the whole body but we look at jordan we don't look at you know one game we look at the whole body right even though you know jordan is not in the greatest place with the community right now but <laughs> <laughs> he never really was though to be honest. yeah but hey. <laughs> yeah, I think increments. I want to stress increments. Like, I think a lot of anxiety is stemmed around people wanting to get shit done in the fastest way possible. Right. Well, everything's result based, you know. <laughs> yeah. We we fill our entire day with results. If you're on social media, you're just seeing the the hundredth picture. Yeah. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you're seeing the hundredth picture, or you're seeing the you know what I mean the highly highly edited photo or the yeah. highly edited audio even with with music you're not seeing the, the the progress that it takes to get to where that's at yeah and you know what it's our duty as content creators and people that know to show the process 
Like today, I was fumbling. I couldn't load Skype. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thought I had it on my Mac. I had a phony version, I guess. Uh, a little scoop. <laughs> yeah, I had scoop. <laughs> <laughs> scoop. <laughs> um, then I had to restart my computer. Mm-hmm. It was moving slow. I mean, everything. <laughs> and then my yeah, bot. me and Zay were singing Stevie Wonder songs, waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Then my bowels moved, and I was oh, like... Oh, We saw about that, too. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, oh, man, this is just, like, everything that can go wrong is going wrong. We're getting it together. But... Yeah, folks, you hear a little bit behind the scenes. Yeah, but... But I'm here, and that's what's... Yeah, that that's what's important. Interesting. So, so I was thinking about this, and being content creators, I remember when me and Britt first started this, we were talking about how, you know, everything is so curated that if you, if whatever you're working on dips into the realm of just authenticity or just real, I feel like the trend is the real's going to prevail. I know cats used to say that, you know, but I think more now more than ever, like people are starving for the, the the curtain to be pulled back right and and getting the real that's why when you see like a, a cardi b and she's transparent she's no yeah transparent and no makeup you're looking like oh this is almost out the norm yeah mm-hmm. you know so there's definitely a trend that's moving back yeah but to, i feel like if cardi b is out the norm y'all need new friends <laughs> I mean, I get it. I'm talking about the come up Cardi B. No, like, no, uh, no, yeah, I understand. It's just like people look at Cardi like, oh my God, like she's the face of transparency. Like, and I love facts. Cardi, but it's facts. just like, you know, like my mom is real like that. <laughs> so, right. Right. you know, like y'all need better people around Well, y'all. you know what? <laughs> we were talking about that recently as far as, you know, the examples that we want these celebrities in any realm. We want these celebrities. We can see it. We can see exactly what we want represented around us. Yeah. But a lot of people choose to ignore it. Uh, yeah, I was just about attention. to say that. Yeah. Don't, like, look, stop looking at these celebrities like you don't have examples right in front of you. Like, like I just right. said about yes. my mom, like, she's, you know, she taught me more than any what any celebrity can teach me as far as like transparency and all that so it's like you know look at those people in your life the same way you view a cardi b mm-hmm. and that's definitely for the younger right definitely yeah i mean i think that just goes to show uh what we value as a culture a society for sure mm-hmm. we value yeah like we just value the the wrong things and we put all our eggs into the wrong things. It's crazy how you can have so much positivity around you and ignore it and just focus on that one negative thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So do you have any plans of writing another book? Yes. So STFU okay. was actually the first of three more to come. So it's going to be four in the collection. Oh, snap. Oh shoot! Yeah, so it's STFU. <laughs> That's my daughter trying to talk. 
<laughs> it's going to be STFU. It's uh, baby talking. <laughs> um, and that's going to be like centered around parenting and uh, just living life as a new parent and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be STFU. It's your soulmate talking. And that's going to be like the love relationships sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really mm-hmm. dive deep and kind of, uh, it's not, it's not going to be like, you know, Steve Harvey bashing men. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be more like introspective, like all the dumb shit that I did. Mm-hmm. And, um, Oh, yes. Help these brothers out, please. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> they need some help, tired. Lord. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of seeing all these people struggling. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting because I was like, you know, the definition of a fuckboy. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> For Recovering. sure. Mm-hmm. Good. At least you're out of that life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow, clean. <laughs> Don't it feel good to get out of it, yo? Say that again. Don't it feel good to get out of it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it, like, so much less stressful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have, like, that dark cloud flowing over your head. You know, like, you know, I'm fucking this bitch today. Gonna fuck this bitch by tomorrow. Like, no, it's it's just, like, it's clear. It's clear. I can think of more ideas. You feel lighter. Yeah, I feel lighter. I have more stability. I'm not just playing these mind games. Like, you're wasting time playing mind games with women. When oh, you yeah. can be playing mind games with yourself and creating the new Apple. Right. And, and also, like, the, the space it takes in your own brain to juggle it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, that takes up space in your brain. Yeah. It's a hard drive. Yeah. It t- you don't make that <laughs> no, shit exactly. crash. Exactly. That's a great analogy. <laughs> nah. That's a, that's a really good analogy. Um, you, you don't have time. To not have time. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You schedule and not having right. time. No, I should ask, how old are you? 28. Okay. Yeah, so you are yeah. close to us. Yeah. We're 32. Well, I'm 32. What are you, 31, Zay? Yeah, 31. Okay. Yeah, so that's like, I feel like as we get older, it's just like, oh, I don't have the mental bandwidth mm-hmm. for all this extra shit. I feel like you get what a lot matters? more decisive. You get a lot more decisive with shit you entertain as you get older. Yeah, for sure. Like nope, nope, don't have time. Yeah, <laughs> I have no problem saying no anymore. You remember oh, when you used to be like, oh, I gotta go, whatever the function was or whatever. Nah, fuck that. I'm good. Well, I mean, especially when you have a kid, you're like, oh, I gotta do something with my kid. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's yeah, why I'm I jealous of y'all. I don't have children. <laughs> like y'all have an out for everything. Yeah, like for I don't have a babysitter. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> When 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 you this age you don't have kids yet, they just assume like you got time for everything. Yeah, it looks right? like it looks what like are you you're doing? gonna need my book more than anybody. Why you ain't got kids? What's <laughs> 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 wrong with you? What's going on over uh, there? Uh it's coming someday. It's good. Don't rush and it's yeah, good. don't rush. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say no. That's my I, biggest I totally thing. Totally say wait because I had my son at twenty two and God. Yeah. Well, that's my biggest thing, yo. I've <laughs> seen so many examples of it where people rushed into it or it doesn't work out. Yeah. I'm I'm not afraid of the kid. 
you know, yeah, more so the, than I'm afraid of the person, you know? Yeah. And you just want to make sure that even if things don't work out, which uh, unfortunately a lot of times it doesn't happen, you want to make sure that it's still a, a workable environment. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. It definitely, um, you don't want to be a single daddy out here. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, I don't know, but it looks better on us for some reason. It's horrible. It's bad. You look like that much extra responsible, right? right. Like, I, know. Oh, <laughs> I know a couple. I know a couple of single dads. <laughs> Used to have my nephew sometimes. Yo, you get a whole different different demographic of women looking at you. It's nuts. Yes, yeah, I don't know. You actually, you know, I was about to say I don't know what that is, but actually, I do know what that is. Um, you, you're way more attractive and. I think in psychology, I want to say they call it, I'm I'm big on psychology. Like I read like psychology today a lot. Like mm-hmm. um, they call it the poaching, the mirror poaching effect where mm-hmm. women see a safe and responsible man that's married with kids and they want him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so interesting to me, like, you know, my stock is going through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because they don't see all the work behind the scenes yeah. that your wife had to do. Yeah, they don't see that. <laughs> That's the problem. Like, yeah, they want that end result. And it's like, do you know what I had to deal with on the back end? Yeah. Well, they say whenever your relationship <laughs> is over, you just prep them for the better for the next one. Yeah, like, because there's a lot. I mean, not just say, like, we do everything for the man, but yeah. both ways. You know what I mean? We both grow together. No, no, you, no you hit it. You hit it. You like, hit it. You hit it. Y'all yeah. do everything. Okay, okay. I wasn't trying to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, y'all definitely do. Y'all do everything. I mean, um, I would not be who I am without all the relationships I've been in, especially the one with my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a man built up from women. I mean, mm-hmm. women birthers. We all right. are. Yeah. We all are. And and the problem is, is when we forget that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Or when certain people forget that. That's when all that's the right, issues Joe. arise. I know that's right. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, give y'all the finger snaps. Yeah. All right. So, um, do you have anything else in the works besides your writing? Yes. Um, a movie that I just scored. Oh, I ran across that last night and I said, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. What's this? But I was like falling asleep. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. talk on that a little bit. Yeah. So, okay. Um, one day I woke up in the morning. It was a, I'll say a Thursday. It was a Thursday. And. <laughs> A warm Thursday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was, a hot it was Thursday. A, it was a, it was a, actually, this was a cold Thursday. I had the All heat. Right. Had the heat on seventy four. I can't. I, uh-huh. I can't operate if the heat is not on seventy four. And if it's above, if it's seventy six, <laughs> then my body shuts down for some reason. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it was seventy four degrees in my room, and <laughs> I was like, "Yo, I want to score a horror movie." And you know this. This is why I would say spirit came. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't my ego because I had never did something like this before, so I knew I was doing a service. Mm-hmm. So I just started playing on the keys and just started making all these hard cues, um, and I let them sit for like three months. I was like, yo, these are pretty cool. I I, I really want to do something with them. Um, so I I was calling my uncle that lives in LA, which is 
he lives. He lives right where um, Nips, Nipsey got shot, like right on mm. the corner where Nipsey got shot, which is, you know, I want to know something crazy about that, not to get off guard. Um, I was yeah. on the phone with my uncle when Nipsey got shot. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. like I, I don't normally talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I called him and we were talking like, you know, about black history and film and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about how they are kind of moving stuff around where he is and all that, how I walk the streets and catch the bus over there and all that stuff. And then as soon as I hung up the phone, my wife was like, yeah, Nipsey just got shot. And I'm like, wow, what? Right. Like, yeah. This is literally at the corner. Like when I say at the corner, I mean like walking mm-hmm. distance. Like, you know what I mean? That's so, crazy. Yeah. I was like, I was like, wow, that, that. That was interesting. What does this mean? Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> know crazy. what that was about, but that was like yeah. that was that was really really crazy. But anyway, mm-hmm. I was on the phone with him, and he was telling me that he had a guy who was working on a horror film, and if I had anything, you know, just send it over. And I was like, yeah, of course. I just did all these horror cues. I got a couple of them sitting, and I mm-hmm. sent them over, and then kind of like I kind of just took the job I got the job nice. yeah and I scored mm-hmm. it awesome. scoring a horror film was actually harder than doing any other music that I've done mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, because when you're working on like a three minute song you know you listen to it over and over again but you hear the same three minutes when you're working mm-hmm. on a movie you gotta watch an entire, entire movie again yeah. movie over and over and over like mm-hmm. it's, it's it's different because yeah, you're creating the mood that's that's a lot of responsibility yes yeah. yes yes it is mm-hmm. um so yeah the movie's called a cycle's path and mm-hmm. from what i heard the director called me yesterday and we just got a deal with netflix and amazon Ooh, and oh, shit. yeah so it's gonna be on. Hey, congratulations, hey, congratulations, hey, man! Hey, that's what's up. Yeah, thank you, appreciate it. Yeah, it's any, gonna be. Any, um, like... It's gonna be on Netflix in November. Okay. Yeah. All right. Definitely looking out for that. That's awesome. All I just, right. I feel like, uh, black people in general, we love horror, and we're just not in that field enough. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, yeah. I'm, I'm, yo, I'm, I'm knocking down doors for everybody. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> I am the Indian over the hill. Um, and I saw you have a Chucky tattoo, and I fucking love Chucky. I do. So I'm just like, yes. I do. I do. I, I seen the new Chucky, and it wasn't bad. I'm just, yeah. I'm just mad that they, um, you know, kind of stole the rights and. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. the yeah. That's the only thing about it. When I saw the what's his name. The original guy. Yeah. Uh, he was pretty pissed about it. So I was like, damn, I can't even fully enjoy yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. <I was> like, <laughs> well. But I still think they did a pretty good job, though. It was yeah, better than I, I thought it would be. I think the story and the concept was cool. I mm-hmm. think, um, I don't even think they really had to call it Child's Play. They could have called it something yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. They could have totally called it something different, changed his style and everything, and it still would have been great. Yeah, it still would have been cool. And it could have mm-hmm. just been like, so, oh, this reminds me of Child's Play. Like Exactly. Mm-hmm. But 
did like it being called Child's Play, like, because I know y'all both fans. You have a tattoo, and Britt's been a fan. Did that do something for y'all, though? Like, just well, to hear I mean, Child's initially, Play. Initially, because we thought it was going to be, you know, an extension of, you know, okay, the gotcha. series. But after watching that one, it could have been its own thing and still. But I mean, I just like Killer Dolls, so yeah. I still would have went to see it. I like Killer it. Dolls. <laughs> yeah. I still would have went to see it. Yeah, it's something really <laughs> creepy about. <laughs> a piece of plastic <laughs> right just killing it's because we all had them <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like we all had them in our career and you know like when you was younger there was a couple times you looked at that teddy bear like hey yeah like that should just move <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah like imagine like you know how you 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 open the trash can the little push thing mm-hmm. the step the step trash can imagine like mm-hmm. stepping on it and just getting sucked in or something like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bite your arm off yeah like <laughs> anything that's plastic and can kill is pretty cool <laughs> oh my gosh all right yeah. well i think this kind of wraps it up uh this was a great time talking to you man this is really cool. We really appreciate. I really appreciate uh, you coming you. on. Yeah, I really appreciate y'all for having me on. Any stumbles? I'm gonna blame it on retrograde. <laughs> hey, I mean we're still we in it. We all do. And we all that, do. And thank you for using it properly because it deals with communication, people. Yep. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, I get irritated. I'm like that doesn't apply to everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? People use people use it to uh, mask their shitty so behavior. Like, any electronics and communication? Yeah, just right. fuck with it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm Gemini, so you know I'm Mercury Same. all the way. So it's like, <laughs> you know, my shit is all fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so before we go, how can people find you? How can people find your book? Mm-hmm. Uh, Shout outs, whatever you want to do, man. Yeah, you can find my book on Amazon, um, STFU, It's Your Spirit Talking. I have the Kindle version, and I also have the audiobook version, which you can listen to on Spotify or Apple Music. I did that okay. consciously because, yeah, I could have put it on Audible for $30, but mm-hmm. I feel like I want people to hear this. And you right. can get it for free. I mean, it's not free. Apple Music's not free, but Spotify mm-hmm. is free. I mean, it's on YouTube too. So mm-hmm. you know, you can stream it on YouTube. Um, you know, I just want to add as much value as I can to people. Mm-hmm. I think when I post it, I I throw the link to the YouTube underneath underneath the description. Yeah. Um, I think you did a great job. Uh, it's definitely a book that everybody can pull something out of. Yeah. And um. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, man. thank you for coming it. on again. It. Yeah, and you can. Any shout outs? Any shout outs? Um, shout outs. Yeah, I'll, I'll give a shout out to my daughter Snow. <laughs> um, to my wife Jasmine Nicole. She's working on a funk project. Oh, nice! Is she? Yeah, she's a she's a musician. Yeah, she's a she is she is the artist. <laughs> Where can we find her? You can find her. At Jasmine Nicole N I C H O L, or you can stalk my Instagram, and I probably have her tagged. Okay. <laughs> um, and my Instagram is at Ade Cruz A D E C R U S E. And oh yeah, and my e-commerce site cruzart.shop, where I sell my protection shirts. Them joints been flying off. Yo, and I remember seeing that too floating around 
and that like that like went viral. Oh yeah, I'm viral. I re- I was like, wait, I've <laughs> he seen said, I'm this. Viral. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I oh, remember yeah, I'm seeing viral. that like a I don't know how long ago it was, and I'm like, oh yeah, he did that. That's me. Don't <laughs> let crazy. nobody else tell you any other why. That's me. I seen right? it. I seen I it going right. around. I seen people stealing. It was all over the place. Yeah, yeah. they were stealing. <laughs> they were stealing. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Right. So yeah, that's people that's, are so shady. Like, just give credit. Yeah, that's you know? that's um, that's been pretty. This been going pretty well for me. And um, nice. I'm actually building my site. I got to go meet with one of my friends who's a web developer, and I'm building mm-hmm. more pieces to that. You know, to my whole uh, e-commerce site. I just want to really dive mm-hmm. in deep. I got some more ideas, just like protection. But I'm definitely going. You know, protection is like um. You know when Tyler Creator was selling those uh those those golf shirts, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like the first this this is yeah this is the, the series, first edition yeah. mm-hmm. of the whole everything. Like I feel like the protection shirt is gonna be like you know a staple in history, right? Not the definitely. <laughs> but I'm hey. viral, bitch. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, um anything you got coming up, uh just give us the heads up and we'll help promote it. Uh just let us know, man. We wanna help. Yeah, what do I have coming up? Um Well, just anything you just mentioned, I'm just saying I give us like, some. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think I dropped I think I dropped everything. Y'all can catch me on Netflix in November. That's that's when I'm gonna be hot. Subtle flex. Yeah. Subtle flex, <laughs> but yeah. <man. laughs> Alright y'all We yes, are out of here Thank you again Thank you so much Absolutely It's been a blessing With you too Taking trips around the city With a couple partners with me We've been crossing finish lines It ain't no time for having pity Plus if you don't play your part Then someone else will play it for you Better go for what you love Or what you hate is coming for you Yep I don't understand the ways Of a dream state High in the afternoon It just seemed late Pull up to the pump Seven at Valero Grab the goods out the window Of the blue Camaro Dodge the dark policeman Don't become a cat Catching cases Laughing in presence of danger For the blue faces no more dreams only cash is what the kids chasing no more dreams only cash is what the kids chasing yep i don't understand the hating we stuck to the vision independent and we made it yep but maybe they sight jaded because anytime you buzzing they bugging and want to rate it all we do is float seven is the address pulling prosperity i am a magnet all we do is float seven is the address pulling prosperity i am a magnet all we do is float seven is the address pulling prosperity i am a magnet all we do is float seven is the address pulling prosperity i am a magnet leave the gas station parking lot to get some breakfast the first meal was passed through but we ain't really stressing Swing a hard right inside the fuel city parking lot. Get a few tacos and then we head back. Opened up the door, stepping over ant piles. Five, three, fine. Shorty wanna talk, but I can't now. Too busy thinking the place to be pushing. I ain't got the time by the way my plan is looking. Grab the tacos and then we head back. That's when the cop calls the roadblock. At the main entrance, we like, yo, what is this? He seemed to mean business. Cutting off his engine. Hopping out the wagon whip, looking like he's seen the ghost. Here's the quote: Y'all the best 
squad, two guards. Dude. Threw the fist up and then we left the parking lot. Rolled up the window, sparking leaf about the bag we got. All we do is float, seven is the address. Pulling prosperity, I am a magnet. All we do is float, seven is the address. Pulling prosperity, I am a magnet. All, All we, we do, do is float, seven is the address. Pulling prosperity, I am a magnet. All we do is flow, seven is the address. Pulling prosperity, I am a magnet. Bottled up emotions, unsolved equations. Blinded by the masons, find the fear in faces. Aces, crossing common comrades for currency basics. Bringing out the best of the baited. Fishes from a fresh place, dumped in the dirty depth. Sunday dinner, here's your plate, you ain't even eating yet. Hoodies on pre-time, it ain't the season yet. A pimp to a pond, now who wanna be the best? I got a 10 in my shorts. We do this like music and staying in is the sport. The mission, of course, is keeping kids on the course. Master the fork and rise above the force. Before I got paid for a stream on the app, I got fresh and had my hands up to yo MTV raps. And this is for my brothers working hard, punching clocks. They deserve a whole Oscar. One love, get the guap. Yap, yeah, and it's Seven is the address. Pulling prosperity, I am a magnet. All we do is float. Seven is the address. Pulling prosperity, I am a magnet. All we do is float. Seven is the address. Pulling prosperity, I am a magnet. All we do is float. Seven is the address. Pulling prosperity, I am a magnet.